I bought the singers up here because we're probably going to do a little bit of singing, a little bit of preaching. Is that okay with you guys today? Um, there's a song we used to sing. We give you all. That's the wrong key, but you guys know what to do. That's why I'm not on the worship team. Yeah, I know. No. Do you guys love your worship team one time? Come on, they're just the best. I hope this ministers to you. Come on. church. team if we can have the lyrics ready on screen for this bridge because I'd like for the church to sing with our worship team come on we're all the worship team today and I'm gonna ask if we can have the lyrics to that bridge part up so we can sing along in just a moment but there's so much power in this song the truth is is that we all go through storms but where is your foundation come on has God been faithful in anybody's life today come on has God been faithful is God worth putting my life on? Is God worth it? Is he worth it? So we're going to sing this together, this bridge part, and then I'll, I'll try to preach. But I hope the Spirit ministers to you. Come on, let's sing it. Rain came. Rain came when blue my house was built on you. I'm saved. Come on. 
Today. Come on, church. I've never been put my faith. Put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. He's never let me down. His faith. God, in this setting, in this moment, if you feel comfortable, would you bow your heads, close your eyes? God, speak in this moment. Speak to your church. Speak to your church, Holy Spirit. God, I pray in these next few minutes, God, we get clear instructions. We believe encouraged. We believe better than how we walked in because of the presence of Jesus. God, we thank you for what you've done and we're expecting for what you're going to do. Come on, and everybody says, come on, I said everybody says, amen, and amen. Give somebody a hug, say, hey, you're going to make it, 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 you're going to make it. Amen. Probably going to sing another two minutes or something like that. Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. says this, while, while they... 
were there. The time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. Let's go to verse 7, sorry, 8. She wrapped him, this is the remaining of verse 7, she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Today's sermon is is geared towards people that have ever felt like they were in a dark place. Holy Spirit ministered to me this week, said, John, pray and preach on the manger. Somebody say the manger. I've called this talk. If you guys are taking notes, anybody taking notes today? The manger is a message. The manger is a message. I, I was thinking about how big our God is. I was led to Psalms chapter 147 verse 5 says, great is our Lord. Somebody just got an alarm to praise the Lord, by the way. I don't know whose alarm that is, but you got to give a shout of praise. Um, Psalms 147. I'm such a goof. It says, great is our Lord and abundant in power. How many guys, God doesn't just have power. He's abundant in power. It says, his understanding is beyond measure. The psalmist here is getting it right in our hearts and in our minds that we can never fully understand God. There's different verses that say his ways are higher than his ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I was also led to Psalms 95 verses 3 and 5. It says, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. That last God word is a lowercase God because these are idols that were made by men and women. In other words, there's a God that we have formed in the Old Testament and it still happens today. Hello. There's gods that we form. They have eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they can't hear. They have mouths, but they can't speak. There's sometimes we worship God, but other times we also tend to worship some false gods and false idols. The reason why a lot of people were uncomfortable with our sermon series last month when it came about giving is because the truth is that God isn't your God. Money is your God. And when we talk about it, it's like, oh, I don't know. It just feels weird. Yeah, because we got to submit everything from our king and put down these other lowercase gods. Come on. How many guys this year are going to put down some lowercase gods in your life? Call it acceptance from men. Call it, call it whatever we're chasing after. Listen, you don't got to chase after anything. You have Jesus in you and for you. And instead of chasing, he's going to empower you to go forward. Lowercase g's. Verse 4. It says, in his hands are the depths of the earth. That reminds me of the song we used to sing. He's got the whole world in his hands. You guys know that one? I'm playing He's got the whole world in his hands. How big is our God? How mighty is our God? We serve a God that not only makes elephants, but makes dandelions. Isn't he so awesome? He doesn't just paint the sky, but he paints the mountains. There's beauty. Have you ever seen a beautiful fish before? I mean, I love fish. I, I promise you, the Holy Spirit is in every aquarium in America. You know what I'm saying? Around the world. It's just something about the underwater, the depths. There's parts of the ocean we haven't discovered. Oh, but our God knows exactly what he made and what he created. Our God is big. He's he's mighty. He's, He's beyond what we can ever think or imagine. 
He's big that he's outside the universe and science, is, science says that the universe is ever expanding. A little scary, but our God isn't only as big or outside of the universe. He's able to be as small as a cell in the womb of Mary. Our God gets really big. Oh, but our God knows how to get really small. Our God is great. Amen, church? Amen. We are not the center of the universe. For a while in human history, we thought the earth was the center of our... No, the sun is. And I came to remind some new birth people, listen, you are not the center of the world. The sun is the center of your life. He's the center. He's the center. He's big. He's mighty. But there's a problem in the story, and the problem starts with sin. Sin separates. Sin distorts. Sin is the reason why God sent his one and only son. Listen, God didn't have like 30 sons and sent the one with bad grades to earth. God, God didn't have like a, a bunch of children and he sent, the, you know, the, the, the bad one. Oh, God had one child, one son, and his name is Jesus. Anybody believe in Jesus in this place? He sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. It says in John chapter 10, verse 30, we just read all these things of the Lord. But this one, Jesus gets scandalous and he says, hey. I and my Father are one. Different times in the Gospels, you'll see Jesus say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we got to look at Scripture and see all the grandness of God. And with this verse and many other verses like this, we can accredit that grandeur, that splendor, that magnificence, that authority. We can accredit that to Jesus. So if God is the creator, we know that Jesus was there in creation, right? We see it in the book of John. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Jesus didn't show up 2,000 years ago. Come on church. Jesus has been here since before time even started. So what we know about God, we have to accredit it to Jesus. That God sent his son and he says, if, if, if you see my son, you see me. I empower my son. But what's wild to me is that the God of the universe, can we go back to the Luke chapter, I believe Luke chapter 2. Yep, verses 6 and 7. The God of the universe is sending his son to earth with a purpose, with an assignment to die for our sins. Not as a baby, but as a grown man who lived a perfect life who did not sin, a shameless sheep, perfect sacrifice, 100% God, 100% man. And out of all places, you need to hear this. God didn't send Jesus to a palace with, with gold all around his, his bedroom. God didn't send his one and only son to a mansion with maids and, and, and golf carts. No, God sent his one and only son to a manger. In fact, imagine the savior of the world needs to be born and people are telling Mary and Joseph, we have no space for you. We have no room for you. And the savior of our, of our, of our entire existence is born in a manger that word cloths it says they wrapped him in cloths in, in in verse in verse 7 historians believe these cloths were dirty animal 
rags. If you've ever given birth, you know that's not safe. I've never given birth, I know that's not safe. <laughs> that's dirty. That's really dirty. Historians would say in this manger, there are lit literally there's animals using the restroom all over the place. It smells, it's dirty, it's dark, it's hidden, it's disgusting. Hello. Oh, it's so nasty, but here's what's crazy. God sent his son to that place to send a message to you and I. Is there darkness in your life? Is there dirt in your life? Are there hidden things? Have you ever, wave at me, you ever felt like you were in a cave before in life? And God had to bring you out himself? You see, I believe that God sent his son to a manger to tell the world that our Jesus is not for the perfect. Our Jesus is not for the blameless. Our Jesus is not for royalty. Our Jesus for those who are outside of the kingdom. Our Jesus for those who are dirty. Our Jesus is for sinners. Our Jesus is for those who are anxious. Our Jesus is for those who are addicted. Our Jesus is for those who are in darkness. Our Jesus is for those who are dirty. Our Jesus is for those people that are like you and me. We rob the glory and the anointing of the gospel when we only speak of good in our life and not the hard in our life. No, 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 no. I came to tell some people, how many of you guys know your life sometimes feels like a manger? It feels broken. It feels like no one's looking at you. It feels like no one can hear you. You feel ostracized. You feel overlooked. You feel depressed. You feel anxious. You, you're in your thoughts. You're in darkness. I came to remind you that my Jesus shows up in those places. That my Jesus will show up. Not only in church, new birth, he follows you everywhere you go. And I got to be honest today. I am up here right now and I am broken. Sometimes in church as a leader, you know, we got to work with wisdom. And most of the stories that I'll bring, I'll speak about my scars, but rarely I'll talk about an open wound. There's a difference between talking about something God's done and, and you just don't want to bleed on people as well. But I'm up here, I'm telling you, I'm broken. I'm broken. But Psalms chapter 34, 18 says that God is close to the brokenhearted. God is close. Man, why, why do we think that mangers, they're messy. They're terrible places. Listen, in our minds, we say the Messiah doesn't belong there. Oh, but the Messiah belongs there. Because he leaves 99 found sheep to go after the one that was lost. The manger is a message. Here's, here's a, an example of, of a manger. It's this, ready? Dark and hidden. I want to ask you, Christian, what is the hidden sin in your life? The dark places. Can I submit to you this idea? Jesus doesn't care about your outward appearance. He cares about what's going on in the inside. People can be looking good on the outside, but on the inside, they could be crumbling. And I want to let you know, church, please hear me. It is okay to not be okay. Do you know that? Yeah. It's okay to say, I need help. 
It's okay to say, I need therapy. It's okay to say, I need prayer. Come on, any, any human beings in the, in the room today, it's okay. Because listen, you're not perfect. At some point in your life, you will get to a place where you need God to intervene. And he wants to intervene. And he will intervene. But don't just bring Jesus to the light. Bring Jesus to the dark and hidden places. Bring it. He wants to be there. That's where Jesus actually gets work done. In the dark and in the hidden and in the dirty places. Man, anybody blown away? Our Jesus came to, in a manger. And I want to give you this next idea is this, that Christmas is, is for the humble. The manger shows us that Christmas is for the humble. In other words, that Christ is for the humble. Do you know how hard it is to receive Christ in your heart with pride in your heart? I don't need saving. No, yes, you do need saving. I was blind, but now I see. I was on my way to destruction, but he saved me and he spared me. Another thing I see about the presence of God is this. The next point is that God's presence can show up anywhere. Come on, who really believes that? That God's presence can show up anywhere. Jesus makes it simple. Where two or three are gathered. There's more than two or three people here. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there every time. I'm going to show up. I'm going to help you. I'm going to deliver you. And what's awesome is that when you meet Jesus, he gives you a light. Amen? It's called the light of salvation. Here's a quote from Martin Luther King. He says, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. I believe that the church of Jesus in this new year, we're going to walk and say, no, I'm not going to curse the darkness. I'm going to approach darkness. Like, what point is it for all the lights to gather and leave darkness alone? I, I want to tell some people, listen, there are dark corners in your life. There are people that are in darkness that God is calling you to take the light that he's given you. Is there a church in here today? To take the life that he's given you and to go into those dark places, to go and have tough conversations. He's called you to do it. Because if not you, then who? I believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one goes to the Father except through him. Whoever has Jesus has light, and if you have the light of Jesus and you're not witnessing, how many people have gotten baptized this year because of your witness? How many people said the sinner's prayer this year because of your witness? Are we comfortable attending in church instead of being the church? Are we comfortable being a light gathering instead of being light in darkness where the mission is actually going? Do I have a church in this room today? Listen, you have been lit on fire by the presence and the power of God. And we're called not to just be light gatherers, but to go into darkness. You don't need training. You don't need all the information. You are, you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. God's calling us church. It says Acts chapter 13, verse 47. I have made you a light for the Gentiles. Gentiles is people outside of the family of God, physically and spiritually. I've made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. We make, we make our purpose so complicated sometimes. And it's very simple. Go be light to the world. Some disciples, they, they, they meet a man who's lame, and they say, hey, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you, and it's the spirit and the power of God. Here's some application points, and then we're going to pray together. Number one, remain humble. This is what the manger teaches us, that I have to stay humble. It's so hard to judge people when I'm humble. See, because that's how it creeps into the church, right? 
we know other people's dirt, but we forget that God cast all of our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. We, we keep a track record of everyone's failures, but if we forget that God says, I will remember your sins no more. I think we hold on to other people's failures because it, it creates a little bit of self-righteousness in us to say, I know what they've done. Listen, God knows what you've done. He forgot about it. Listen, if we're going to be a church that actually makes a, an effect, I, I hope I'm preaching today. We got to remain humble. We got to believe the best for people. We got to see Paul's. We got to see Saul's and see Paul's in them. But you can't do that if you're not humble. Isn't it so awkward trying to follow Jesus and be prideful when he was born in a manger? Some of you guys are brought into this world more safely than our king. Actually, all of you were brought more safely. Unless you guys are born in like the back alley of New York. I can't. It's pretty close to a manger. Instead of a moose, it was a crackhead. You know, it's like give and take. Some of you guys were actually born in some mangers. You know what I'm saying? But hey. No, you got to remain humble, man. Christianity is not for the pride. It's for the humble. It takes humility to say, God, what do you want to do in my life? It takes humility to say this prayer, God, what do you want me to give? It takes humility to say, God, I'm going to be a part of this family of God. Remain humble. Number two, receive his freedom. The Bible says that who the son sets free is free indeed. But a lot of Christians don't want freedom. They just want salvation. They don't want freedom. They, they just want a heaven card. But listen, I'm not going to heaven. I'm a new creation. I, that's why I'm going to heaven. I'm not just going to heaven. Come on, anybody a new creation in Christ Jesus. Remain humble, receive his freedom. And lastly, remember the manger. That it was dark. It was dirty. It was nasty. But that's where Jesus shows up, in the dark, in the dirty, and in the nasty places. If God has done anything in someone's life, I, I can guarantee it wasn't it when the lights were on is when the lights were off. If God changed your life, I can guarantee it wasn't in the mountaintop where you see the sun and you see the waves. No, it was in the valley low when you didn't know when you were getting out, how you were getting out. That's where your Jesus showed up. And the truth is that he wants to continue to show up for you. He wants to show up for your family. He wants to show up for your parents. He wants to show up for your neighborhood. He wants to show up. But you got to remind them it's okay to be in the darkness as long as you recognize that you're in the darkness. It's okay to be in the dark as long as you recognize that you're not in the hand of God. But wait till God's hand gets in there. Wait till Jesus steps in. Wait till he speaks to you. Wait till he makes a move. I think the devil wants dark people to think they're light. And he wants us to think that light, that lit people are actually in the darkness. He's the anti-God, isn't he? But no, church, come on, we're not dark. We're not a dark church. We're, we're a church in the light. Amen. I think you got one of these as you walked in. If you don't have one, just raise your hand and one of our volunteers are going to find you, one of our ushers. And awesome. Just keep your hand till we find you. By the way, can we give a round of applause for all of our servant leaders that are serving you today? Come on. You can do better than that. They showed up. They showed up way earlier than you did. Come on. Can you thank God for them? And to the servants of the house, you know that when you serve, you look a lot like Jesus. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. And that may be a message to someone. It's time to start serving. Come on, raise your hand if you want a candle. If you have one, can you stand to your feet today? We're going to do a little bit, a little bit more singing.
Amen. You're gonna make it. I'm standing strong on you. I'm gonna make it. My house. My house was built on you. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it through. My house was built on you, Jesus. My house was built on you. I'm gonna make it through. Yes, Jesus. I'm standing strong on you. You're gonna make it. I'm gonna make your light you can turn it on we can lower all the lights in the room maybe just send one light to the stage just this one we're just gonna drop all the lights Holy Spirit you're in this place this light in my hand is a symbol for the light that will shine in me to the glory of the Father remind you some scripture church you are a city on a hill scripture says why would you put a lamp under a lampstand no the lamp belongs on top for all to see for all to see with all of our lights today God come on turn your light on Christ is my firm foundation let's sing together come on Christ is my firm foundation Come on, gather around your family in this moment. Come on. I've never been more glad. I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. He's never let me down. Faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. He won't fail. He won't fail. Earlier this week, um, one of my childhood friends, I grew up with this guy for 15 years of my life. Uh, unfortunately, a few days ago, he took his own life. Uh, he was in his early 20s, and I'm a mess, yo. I'm, I'm broken. I'm, I'm a mess. And I hope I'm a testimony to some people that are broken in this place. That even in your brokenness, that God still wants to use you. That even in your brokenness, that God still wants to put some pieces together. I don't want to talk to anybody in here that may be having some mental health issues and listen it's okay to not be okay do you know that and the enemy that listen you don't win by winning in this life you win by just not quitting in this life 
as a Christian, the victory is the fact that Jesus is in us. But listen, the, the devil just wants you to quit. But come on, we're not going anywhere. Amen. We're not going anywhere. I'm going to make it through. My family's going to make it. I'm going to make it. But I want to pray over you, man. I want to pray over you. Because I know your life feels like a manger sometimes. But man, I have so much joy that my Jesus was born and is delivered in a manger. That even in darkness, that's where light shines the most. If you struggle with mental health or severe anxiety or maybe even depression, no one's looking, just raise your hand. I pray the light in your hand will be a, an, ignite, an, an ignition over your life. That God will just raise your heads and raise your hearts and raise your eyes. I will fix my eyes. I will fix my eyes on Jesus. Because he's never failed and he won't start now. He's never failed and he won't start now. So would you hold that light up right where you're at? There are sinners that are counting on you to be the light that God called you to be. There are people that are counting on you to be the light that God has called you to be. They're waiting on you. They're waiting on you. They're waiting on you. Jesus says, listen, the harvest is ready. Lord, send laborers. The harvest is ready. They're waiting on you to be light. They're waiting. They're waiting to be light. So God, I pray as this light shines in my hand, Lord, may your light shine with me. Jesus, may your salvation be my joy, God. May your salvation be my peace, God. May your spirit bring me comfort, God. Although my mother and my father forsake me, God, you will never forsake me, your word says. Although people abandon me, although people hate me, God, you don't hate me, but you love me. You love me to death. You sent your son to die for me, God, that I may have life and life in abundance, God. This year, Lord, I'm going to shine the brightest I can for your glory, God. This year, God, I'm going to do all that you call me to do for your glory, God. Come on, for some people here, this is the year that you get baptized to the glory of the Father. For some people, this is the year that you get into leadership to the glory of the Father. That this is the year that you activate to the glory of the Father. Amen. God, we pray all these things. That the light that shines in us, God, will be visible for all to see. That you are good. You are God. You are faithful. I want to do something in a moment. If anybody here, I want to take two prayers. I want to make two prayers. The first prayer is for salvation. If anybody wants Jesus as their Lord and Savior, you heard the story. Jesus came, he died, and he rose for you. Now to go to heaven and receive a relationship with God, you got to believe in your heart and confess. Come on, so I'm going to ask anyone in here. Does anybody want Jesus? Just raise your hand. It's a sign of surrender. If you want Jesus, you want a relationship with God. Anybody? I know most of us are from the house. Amen. Is there anybody that wants salvation? I got to ask. Does anybody want it? Amen. I'm going to do a second prayer, though, and this is for anybody that needs a push, right? They need a, they need a push from the Holy Spirit. 
They need, they need encouragement. They need the, the tangible presence of God in their life. Because maybe they found themselves in a manger. Maybe you're finding yourself in a dark place, in a hidden place. And I believe that even if you're in the cave, that God goes down in that cave to get you. And he will rescue you and he will pull you out. Come on, that's anybody. You need prayer because you found yourself in some darkness. Come on, raise your hand right there. I see you. I see you. I see you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God, I pray for every hand lifted up in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that your power and your presence would wash over your church. God, would you heal those who have been broken, God? Would you heal the minds of those who are tormented, God? Would you bring peace to those who are being tormented, God? Would you bring strength to the weak, God? Oh, God, would you bring direction to the lost, God? Oh, Lord, would you bring love to those who are in hate, God? I pray all these things, God. Lift your church up. Encourage your church, God. Come on. Encourage your church, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on, let's worship. I'm safe with you. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands and worship. I'm going to make it. Rain came. Come on. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. God will provide. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. God will make a way. Come on. I'm going to make it. 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 Church, can you lift a round of applause to our Lord and Savior? Come on. You can do better than that. Come on. Can we get praise?